There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a slightly slowly becoming wintry Johannesburg. A warm welcome to all of our radio family, all those of us who are at home because we want to be there or because we have no choice but to be there. But of course, we are there. So Baruch Shem, we are taking the opportunity to spend a few minutes together. I hope your week has gone Amazingly, as I say, always according to the plan of the Ronshlam, but we are completely, as I think we're all realizing, in the hands of, of the Ronshlam. And he's, he's running the show. And Baruch Shem, we at least have another week of lockdown, although I think then we're going to stage four, which I find a bit confusing because I'm not sure if that's stage four of, of, uh, the COVID or are we going to have load shedding? But anyway, HaKadosh Baruch has it all figured out and we're just going to enjoy and we're going to steig and we're going to use this as an opportunity to spend a few minutes together and maybe learn a little bit of, of Torah. So this week we are we are dealing with Pasha's Sazria Mitzayra which basically there are two topics although one is only a few and the other is basically the whole the whole two Pashas. In, in the beginning of the Pasha we talk about Isha, uh, a woman who gives birth so the halach is she has to bring a korban chatas. After, after, at the end of her purification time, she has to bring a sin offering. Now, this korban is usually brought for a sin that was, uh, uh, transgressed accidentally. So the obvious question is, what possible sin could a woman have transgressed during childbirth? So the Sefer Chinuch writes that her sin is that during childbirth, she undergoes so much pain and so much hardship that she makes an oath that she never wants to become pregnant uh, again. And uh, Rav Shemshin Fal Hirsch says actually another interpretation which has has relevance to the whole concept of free choice of of Bahira and very, very much to our enormous present kind of life and day challenges that we are all facing. He says, Man alone was given the gift of a free choice. This Bahira, this free choice, is a manifestation of man's exclusive possession of being Created in the image of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When one chooses to compromise this super ability by placing himself in a situation of losing his free choice, of losing his Bechira, he's conducting himself in a manner which contradicts the very reality of our being. As they zucked Rav, Rav, Rav Hirsch. Right. When one, a, a, 
Right. So when one chooses again to 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 give up that right to have a free choose for choice, so it's not enough that one kind of involuntarily descends to this level. Let's say when we sleep. When we sleep, of course, we have no we have no free choice, which is why sleeping is considered one sixtieth of death. However, to go ahead on one's own initiative and and cause one's faculties to shut down by almost recklessly doing something. I don't know, by God forbid, over drinking, drinking too much, too much schnapps, or 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 in any way partaking from things that that can hurt the body. Both both of which are, are, are able to, God forbid, uh, 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 diminish one's one's cognizance, one's one's acute ability to make to make uh, and correct and correct and make a moral kind of kind of choices. So then, the meaning of his very existence is put on hold. We are here to make the right the right choices. One doesn't have to. Dig that deep to, to uncover a, 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 a new name or a new label for those who are, uh, 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 who do kind of irresponsible avarice in order to keep people, uh, 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 distant away from such behavior. It simply goes contradictory to the fiber of one's settlement. That's the bottom line. Anytime one wantonly goes and uses his free choice to do something that he knows is destructive, he's really ceasing to exist as, as a human being. Now, one involuntary kind of situation, which is out of one's really ability to make moral choices <clears throat> and out of their control, is of course the, the natural uh, birth process of which our parsha is speaking. Even uh, as great as uh, science and biology have become, they haven't yet figured out what exactly triggers the moment that the embryo begins its its descent, its exit uh, uh, through the birth canal out of out of the the body. Of course, they will never figure it out because Chazal tell us that this is one of the three things that can only be triggered by Hashem. There are three keys that Hashem keeps. Childbirth is one of those keys. Only is, No one's going to know about it. Then, what follows that trigger is then a whole process, which is also completely beyond the control of, of, of the mother. The bottom line is that the birth of a child is is a a a, uh, a compromise almost in the in the ruchni makeup in the spiritual makeup of an Ebed of Hashem who is now forced to react to nature which is beyond the control. She's put in a situation where she has no control. Therefore, the Torah requires that as she becomes to her, so before she can go back to normal life, she has to almost renew her moral dedication by bringing a carbon, thereby coming closer to Hakadosh Baruch. And we know 
the word chet doesn't really translate as as a sin, but rather kind of off off the mark. The mother giving birth experienced uh, 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 feeling her control, being subjugated almost by by nature outside of her control and and consent. And the purpose of the carbon is to recover the losses that, that she missed the, the, the marks. She did this hate by involuntarily losing, losing her, her, her Bechira. That's the first part of the Pasha. We then turn the page and we move on to the next Pasha and we get another example of a person losing his Bechira, losing his free choice and control, but again, in a little more subtle and a little more inconspicuous kind of kind of way. The second loss of this Bechira stems from a wrong decision, from a wrong moral choice that a person makes when speaking Lashon Hara, when speaking negatively about another person, and we know that whose punishment is becoming this this Mitzayra. Now, we can understand the depth, the, the profundity of describing the Mitzayra's spiritual declines, his descent of, of using speech, that great gift, and, and, and eroding it as also his loss of free choice, as a loss of, of freedom. And, and we can do that by, by uh, 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 if we understand what Rav Yitzchak Kutna says in uh, in Pachad Yitzchak in 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 his Mamorim on on Shavuos Mem Gimel, he says that, that even though man is given this gift of Bechira free choice, but within man himself there is one part of him which possesses greater freedom. Then the rest, then the rest of his, of his, uh, of his body. And he says, that is, that is speech. Because, says, this is, we learn this from the words of Chacham. The Pasuk says that, Beshesh Tzores Hashem will save you from six different difficulties, six different challenges. And by seventh one, so uh, uh, no evil will touch you. Amra Kadesh Baruch Hu. Kadesh Baruch says, I'm prepared to help you and save you from any challenge, any difficult situation might be in. But from someone who is is a is a an expert or someone who commonly speaks lashon hara? Ata hatmein You have to hide yourself away. Hashem says, "I can't protect you. You have to run away and distance yourself from that person." Says Rav The only way to understand these words is is kishem shematzinu The same way. That a person can be saved from any danger that's, that's trying to, to ambush, that's trying to attack, that's trying to overcome a person. Let's say, 
it's easier to be saved even from a, a dangerous lion the danger of even a wild beast is easier to escape from than the danger of a human being when that person is a Baal-Bakhiri, is a free choice and, and he's using the free choice to do what he's doing and nevertheless He's considered a person with total control himself. And in order to be saved from that, so a person needs hashkochel yoyna. Minimuk miyuchad needs to especially, especially help, help the, 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 the person. You know, it's Chazal saying that HaKadosh is prepared to save a person from six different kinds of tzaras, However, from people who speak Lashonara, Hashem's advice is, protect yourself and run and hide as fast as you can from these people. And it says the only way to really understand that is that, we said, saving a person from a danger, any other danger in the world, an animal or God, is easier than to save one from the danger brought about by human beings. Why? Because... An animal doesn't have free choice, but a human being has fewer limitations because he possesses free choice and has more freedom <clears throat> to do basically whatever he pleases. So this allows a, a lesser degree of hashkocha protest, like Rishpochu being involved to stop the Baal you have free choice, you can do what you want. Hashem gives you license to do what you want. And therefore, the person who gossips is kind of given quite a long leash to do what he wants. And therefore, you have to run away. Therefore, the power of speech, which is compared to any other power within man, is really the ultimate of man's freedom. And it's almost... If you compare it to the non-Bechira of, of an animal, you have to understand that speech is an expression of the greatest power of freedom that a human being has. And therefore, the most dangerous. And therefore, the advice for a person is you have to hide yourself away from people who speak Lashon Hara so that you don't become the, the subject of their, of their destructive and damaging talk. Otherwise, Hashem himself says that his hashkocha protis for the effects, the damaging effects of what this person is saying is it's it's really not going to be easily forthcoming. It's going to be very difficult for Hashem to protect you from that from that uh, from that damage. Why is it? Why is it that specifically? Uh, uh, this speech, this, this ultimate expression of, of what a human being is. Speech is the greatest gift, the most human of all human things, the most spiritual of all human, human things. Uh, uh, and, and why is therefore protection from Lashnara so difficult to, to access? So the concept is, what is speech? Speech is actually a, a synthesis of the great gift of Hashem's 
breathing a, a, a neshama into the body, which gave us the ability to, to have speech. And it's this combination of being created from both we have a little bit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in us, but our body is from the earth that gives man this immense, unique power of Bechira, free choice. It is kind of the same synthesis of these two, which gives man the power of speech and of free will. And that's an obviously contrast to all the other powers that even human beings have, which are either godly, using just the neshama, or are completely physical, using just the, the lower nefesh, which of course runs the basic functions of the human body. And the ultimate freedom of man's bechira lies ultimately in between, in that one area that bridges heaven and earth, and that, of course, is the area of, of his tongue, of his speech. When one abuses this amazing gift, the gift of the neshama and the gift of speech, which is this tremendous, tremendous mixture and coming together of Shemaim and Oretz, so he actually makes a, a, a destruction. He makes, he makes a, a lapi, a shemata, out of the whole concept of the bakhira, of the uniqueness of, of the tzalem, el tzalem lekim. So, we actually just mentioned two, two examples in the Pasha, which deal with a person losing one's free choice. The first, we said, was the woman going through childbirth, where she is almost subjugated to react to to forces of nature that are completely beyond her. And the carbon she brings is to bring that back. And the second is this individual who speaks Lashon Hara, which he himself causes a, a, a blemish to the greatest power of, of freedom that a, a human being possesses. And in our kind of present a, a, a catastrophe that we're that we're involved in this in this pandemic, we can really appreciate both of these losses of freedom from the woman giving birth and from someone who speaks who speaks a lashon because we are on one hand forced beyond our will to remain in our houses to, if we go out to wear masks, to distance ourselves, right, socially or anti-socially, right, even from one's own family members, we're distant from our shuls, we're distant from our yeshivas, we're distant from our batim and However, at the end of this journey, just as we find the mother, we will realize that we have been, we've had a second chance. We, we, we like be reborn like this new child that just entered the world because the reality is, if you think about it, it's really, really uh, uh, rationally. In quarantine, we have to really strengthen ourselves. We have to almost muster like every fiber of, of our being and work very hard 
on every mida, every way we turn, with our family members, everywhere you step, everything you say, everything you do, right? Always thinking of new ways to try to keep everyone happy, right? We have to wash our hands, right? We have to, uh, 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 we can't, we can't go out, we can't, we can't, uh, 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 uh do so many things we're, 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 we're used to. And, and we're worrying. We're worrying non-stop about, about our parnasa, etc., etc. So, in order to get the final geula, which is what we really want, so, we need almost to be pushed, we need to be forced to make the necessary changes in our daily life, in our thoughts, in our ambitions, in our, in our lifestyles, in our perceptions. And, and perhaps in the realization of the purpose of why we're here in this earth. It's, this is the time to regain that Bechira, that greatest freedom. Even while from the outside, we're being challenged. We're involuntarily kind of cramped up at home or, or in a flat with, with, uh, this quite sometimes a quite suffocating kind of atmosphere. Of, 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 for many people, there are a lot of children, and the children sometimes aren't happy, and they're crying, and, and, and complaining, and it's very, very, very difficult for people. One can nevertheless still try to speak, even in those times, with a refined kind of, kind of dibur, to speak words of chizuk to the family, to compliment them on their, on their behavior, and, and let them know how difficult it must be for them to stay inside all day and, 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 and encourage, encourage your, your parents, if you're their parents with you, encourage your, your spouse on, on the incredible job and, and patience and emuna that they, they, uh, they possess in very, very difficult, difficult times. Then, that's a shame after this whole thing is over and, and the clouds clear away. So then, at the minimum, we'll have doubled, tripled the, the, the spiritual stature and, and dimensions of, of who we were before this whole thing began. We're all being tested by the Rabbeinu Shalom. And, and the tikkun of the situation for us Will give us so many. Will you know? These are the, the the incredible bonus brownie points. You know, quadruple value points than than the usual, and and therefore we're going to quickly, quickly, quickly uh, 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 compound our, our zochias, our merits quickly. Metzeshem, in 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 and give us the amount that will bring will bring Mashiach uh, 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 speedily in in our in our days. Metzeshem, we'll be back. In a moment, this is 11.9. Chai FM, the program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 Chai FM. One one point nine, Chai FM, Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. We're back on your radio 
here in Johannesburg as we prepare for an amazing Shabbos. Of course, today is Rosh Chodesh. Today is actually the 30th day of Nisan, the last day of the month of our redemption. And we go now into the month of Iyar. Iyar, of course, is the month, the bridge between Pesach and and Shavuos. And of course, Iyar is, we know, is uh, called Ani, the, in the, uh, the uh, acronym of the word Iyar, Aleph Yud Reish is Ani Hashem Fecha. It's the month where Hashem heals us. But of course, uh, in order to access that healing, you need to read the whole Pasuk, and we have to listen to Hashem's mitzvahs. But that's all definitely something that we're given the opportunity to do. Hashem, as we say, shut off our schedules. We have time. If you want to learn a bit more, to daven a bit better, to understand, to think about what we hear and what we need to, to achieve. As we always do at this time in the show, just to give you the very important times you need to know for this Shabbos, and these really are the only times, because you don't need to remember uh, your shul's davening times, because there aren't any shul davening times, but Shabbos Kodesh <coughs> begins today, the latest time for getting your candles lit today is 525, 25 minutes past five. But of course, as always, you don't have to wait that long already from about 25 to 5, one can get the candles up, start the Shabbos a bit early, and why not? If you're running ahead of schedule, get everything sorted out, get all the food into the right hot places <coughs> where it needs to be before before Shabbos starts, and add a little bit of extra dimension to your Shabbos. Light the candles early, bring Shabbos into your home, into your environment at as early a time as as one can, and let's make this this very very special, a very very special Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at fourteen minutes past past six. Shkia today is at seventeen minutes to six five forty forty three, and of course we're in the middle of counting the Oimer. If you didn't count last night, well, uh, 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 on Wednesday night. We counted the number 14, so you certainly can still count, obviously during the day, without a, a bracha, but if you've been a, a champion until now, and done the first 14, why lose out now? So grab a sitter right now, and, and count the appropriate number for, for, uh, for today. As I say, it is uh, a Rosh Chodesh both today and tomorrow, so please don't forget to include Yalev Yavoy in both your, all the Shmon Esrays, both of Friday and of Shabbos, and of course, uh, uh, in benching also, one must say, one must say Yahav Yavoy, also today and tomorrow in the Domini, we include Halal, right, so the, the abridged version of Halal, cause it is, it is Rosh Chodesh, and of course, uh, the, we say Halal, and, and of course we say, uh, the Musaf Rosh Chodesh t- today and tomorrow on Shabbos we say the special uh, uh, addition to the Musaf, not the normal uh, middle bracha of Shabbos, but the special middle bracha of Rosh Chodesh, which starts with the words Atah Yotzarta. Uh, we must we must say we must say uh, we must say that. Uh, also, for those who have the custom in in the in the time between uh, Sukkot and Pesach to say Borchi Nafshi. And, and those chapters of Tehillim, uh, uh, 
after Mincha, this could be the week to, uh, this would be the week to continue doing that. We already started last week. Perkyavis, uh, is Perak Bay is the second, the second chapter of, uh, of Perkyavis, of course, because it's Rosh Chodesh. Besides the double Parsha, uh, we have a special Mafta. The Mafta would be the Mafta we read on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. And of course, the Aftarah is the special Aftarah for Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, the last chapter of the book of Yeshaya Hashemayim Kisi Vaharet Sadeim Ragley, which of course one should, even if one's dumbing at home, one should read the entire parsha and also the the uh, the after. And of course, as I mentioned before, now we have a little more time. Let's try to go through the Rashi. It's quite difficult. The Rashi's on Tzadim. It's a lot of technical uh, issues that are brought up, but let's let's put a little bit of time, a bit of effort into it, and we can certainly we can certainly end up understanding far more. Than, than we did, than we did, uh, 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 before. Now, we are learning the halachas of the second day of, of Yom Tov. We started that a couple of, of, of weeks ago. We discussed how we got to the fact that there was a second day based on the, on the messengers not being able to get to far-flung places before Yom Tov would begin in order to announce and tell them exactly which day was was Yanta because Rosh Chodesh could always be on day either 30 or day 31 and they didn't know so they had to keep two days of Yanta and that and that in fact continues today and in fact the the institution uh, for all generations to keep the two days of uh, of Yanta outside of Eretz Yisrael even after the the destruction of the uh, second base base Hamikdash. So, uh, we know that, uh, after that destruction, so unfortunately, the, the, uh, community in, uh, in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, the amount of Jews that were left in Eretz Yisrael after the Khurbans, of course, uh, was reduced dramatically and, and, uh, became a very, very, very small, if, if at all, uh, 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 an existing enclave existed at all. And on the other hand, the the communities that uh, the huge communities that grew and developed in 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 Bavel in Babylonia those were getting stronger and stronger all the time and in spite of that nevertheless still the 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 uh, the authority still existed by the Chachamim who were in Eretz Yisrael. Even then, after the destruction, there was still Chacham Netzol who had the authority to uh, declare the new new Chodesh, and and even more importantly, to decide when a year needed to be made into a leap year, where we had to add an extra Adar in order to bring the seasons back into into the uh, into the crop into the proper sort of cycle, and and it was actually only very very. Uh, very rarely, like, uh, the, 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 uh, in the time of the great, uh, of the great revolt, where, where, where the, where the situation there itself became very, very, very scary and very dangerous, where, where the Chacham weren't even able to be Makadish, the, the Chodesh. So then, the, in that case, then the, the judges, who had received their 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 smicha, their ordination, 
as as being able to pass in certain areas of halacha in Eretz Yisrael. So then they would go, leave Eretz Yisrael, and go to a place where the opposing and 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 uh, oppressing authorities didn't hold sway and weren't making these terrible terrible decrees against the Jewish the Jewish nation. And there they would go and and sanctify and declare the the Rosh Chodesh and even where necessary declare a a year uh, a, a a leap year. But as time went on, unfortunately, the the decrees and and the draconian rule of the of the Roman authorities got even got even stronger. And uh, sometimes, on the contrary, the the decrees they made were specifically directed and orientated against the great Chacham, against the the great Rabbanim, and particularly against the authority of Chazal to declare. The, 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 the new month until, uh, at the very end of the period, uh, of the Amron, the time when the, when the Gemara was nearing, was, uh, was nearing its, its completion, which was kind of in the time of Abaya and, and, uh, and, and Rava. So Hillel the second came to the, to the decision that it, it wasn't any more possible to carry on uh, 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 giving Chachamim the authority, giving them the smicha that would enable them to be able to still continue declaring Rosh Chodesh, and uh, and therefore the the Bez Nagod would no longer be able to to uh, to do this. Certainly in Eretz Yisrael, that uh, since this 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 authority was given through the the Bezdin and and Hillel. Was the the Nasi he had inherited that uh, that Nasius and it went one generation after after the the uh, the other going all the way back to Rabbi Yuda Nasi and uh, they himself in fact Rabbi Yuda Nasi and and his and his uh, and his Besdin so they uh, 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 they sat down and. He and, and his bezin, Hill and his bezin sat down and they worked out the month mathematically and, and the years and they worked out when Rosh Chodesh would be until the end of, of, uh, of all, of all generations. And we'll come back and complete our discussion of this in a moment. We're going to take a short ad break, ad break. This is 11.9 High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Please, don't run away yet. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Hi FM, Soul to Soul here on your radio in Johannesburg. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us and being part of our radio show, whether we're doing it because we want to be here or sometimes maybe we'd rather be in other places or doing other things, but Ashkach Yaina has given us the opportunity to be home, and if you're home, obviously we're spending more time learning, and what better thing to do between the hours of 1 and 3 on 
any weekday from Monday to Friday to turn on your radio to Chai FM and listen to some real genuine Torah. Listen, we have some of the most erudite and, and knowledgeable Rabbonim and, and speakers in, in, in Johannesburg uh, uh, sharing of their time, giving of their knowledge, giving of their Chochmas HaTayra to 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 uh, to teach to teach all of us to to uh, somehow endow all of us with a higher level of of spirituality and it's certainly something we should take be taking advantage of to its to its uh, to its fullest. So we're talking about the fact, the phenomenon that Hillel Hanasi sat down with his Besdin and decided to work out that since it was no longer going to be possible to declare the new moon based on the sightings. Of, of the new Mumbai witnesses and the decision of Beisden to then sanctify the new moon just technically was, was absolutely impossible. Therefore, he sat down and worked out the calendar, the time from the time when the new moon would take place and the system of leap years all the way until the end of all generations. And, and therefore, actually, from the year 4000, 119 years after after creation, which works out to be the year 359 uh, B, sorry, A, A, C. So the Jewish nation began counting the, the, the months according to this, to the, to the Cheshman, according to the calculation of, of the Jewish calendar that Hillel Hanasi, uh, in Institute. Now, at that time, therefore, obviously, a, a major question arose. And that was, since we have this very, very accurate calendar. And this calendar is accurate down to the millisecond of when Rosh Chodesh is. And every single Jew, even those in the most far from places, had access to this calendar. So there's no, even a wa- remote worry that they're going to make a mistake and get the day of Yontif wrong. So then maybe it would be possible that even outside of Eretz Yisrael, we should keep just one day of Yontif as is being done in, in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, the Chachomim in Eretz Yisrael sent to the Chachomim in Bovel, a psak, an instruction, and said to basically be very careful to, and, and continue this minute of your forefathers and keep two days of Yontif. Why? Because maybe the, the, uh, uh, ruling authorities will make, unfortunately, more terrible, terrible decrees and, and therefore the calculations will get, will get m- messed up. And, and therefore, through the institution of keeping the second day of Yontem, then you'll never ever come to a situation where, where you make a mistake. We could make a mistake and keep the wrong day of Yontem. That's what Gemara in, in Beitzah says. In other words, Chazal explicitly, uh, instructed that we must continue this custom of keeping the second day of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of Yontem. And, the Rishonim, even 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 Rav Haigon explains that not only was there a suspicion that that government could come with new decrees that would that would mess mess it up, 
the fundamental reason why the Chachom in Eretz Paskin that way, uh, uh, Paskin that way is because this is what the Nevi'im, back in the time of the prophets, they instituted to do always for the people that live in Gullus to keep two days of Yontem. And there's no Bezdin that has the power to go against the words of the Nevi'im because we know, we don't know all the different reasons and all the underlying concerns and motivations they had for the original decree and therefore we can't uproot it. And besides that, we know that the Allah is that only a basin that's greater than the one that made the actual decree, both in terms of wisdom and in terms of, of number, is able to, to go again and negate what a previous Bezdin has, has said, as in any other area of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of Torah, where the, where the, the obligation and, 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 and the, and the religion, you know, all go together because in Eretz is slow. So there we have a greater level of Kedusha. And therefore, the Chagim are, are able to, to, we can get everything out of the Chag in one day, as the Torah in fact says. But to those who are in, in Eretz so far away from the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shekhinah is so uh, 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 manifest, and in order to kind of really give us, in, in outside of Eretz show to, to grab some of the light of, 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 of a Yontem, we need the two, the two days, according to as the Chachamim, uh, instituted. And it's, uh, you know, uh, 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 like, like, like a torch. When you have a torch on and it's, you're trying to light up someone that's very, very far away. So the light is, 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 the closer it is, the, the lighter is, is, is more focused and, and much, and much stronger and much more concentrated in one place. And as it goes further, and further away, so the, the light dissipates and, 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 and spreads over a much larger area. So too, when we talk about all of our Yomim Tevim, so in Eretz Yisrael, which is so close to the Malkum Ashkina, one day is, is sufficient, but in the Chutzlaritz, we have the, the most amazing, amazing opportunity that, that, uh, because the light is, is a bit weaker, we need a little bit of extra, of extra time. And that's a beautiful explanation of the Derech, Derech Mitzvah Secha. Our, our, our speaking of time, our time is virtually up for, for today. It's time to make way for possibly the news or some good, good music as we get ready for, for Shabbos. Please remember, Shabbos is getting earlier. 25 past 5 is, 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 a, is the latest time for Lichbenshin. Try to do it earlier. Try to do it even from 4.33 and, and onwards. And it's for Shredish and Shabbos. So much Kedusha. If you haven't done it yet, you can still definitely have a shave today. Because according to everyone, even if you're already keeping the Sfira, today you'll be allowed to have a shave and a haircut. So you still have, uh, you still have uh, virtually two hours and a bit more to get that done if you haven't done it yet. And make this Shabbos the most beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Spend family time, learn some Torah, get into the Pasha, get into any manner of growth material that you can possibly have. And Bez Hashem, we should to see only and hear only good news. And Bez Hashem, we'll see you again in another week's time. Stay tuned to Chai FM, listen to Soul to Soul, be motivated, be inspired and keep on growing. To all of our radio audience and all of our friends, we wish you all 
a good Chodesh and a good Shabbos.